DPP presidential candidate Lai Qingde has launched his latest campaign video. Its message is, choose someone as good as you. The video hails the Taiwanese people as hardworking and kind, as it shows ordinary people going about their everyday lives. Scenes of Lai are also mixed in to highlight his down-to-earth side. Let's take a look. The DPP's latest campaign video is out. Showing scene after scene of everyday life, the ad praises the Taiwanese people as hardworking and kind-hearted. Voters are urged to choose someone as good as yourself to choose the DPP's Lai Qingde. The ad lets people see the very down-to-earth side of Lai Qingde. We want voters to feel that he's just like most Taiwanese. He's very friendly, dedicated and kind. He isn't some unreachable figure. He is a candidate you can trust. The campaign team aimed to bring Lai closer to the people. Notably, Lai's running mate Xiao Bit Kim was nowhere to be seen in the ad. The day before, Xiao wrapped up her campaign events in Hualien and boarded a flight to the U.S., where she will complete her resignation and handover procedures. Lai's campaign manager assured media that Xiao will be featured in future videos. She absolutely will, but her Taiwan schedule was quite rushed this time around. As everyone knows, after she completed her event in Hualien, she headed straight back to Washington to move and collect her cats. She had no time to shoot videos or do any other campaign activities. Other arrangements will be made once she comes back. Upon returning to Taiwan, Xiao will push ahead with her VP campaign in partnership with Lai. In the weeks ahead, the KMT campaign is expected to target Lai and Xiao as its primary opponent. Such election strategies are devoid of substance. I've also yet to see them put forward any policies or political views. All they do is spew rhetoric, and that will not win the people's support. The DPP said it was unfazed by the opposition's campaign. It said it planned to focus on policy to earn the public support. With the election fast approaching, legislative candidates are looking to stand out through voter giveaways. Incumbent Rosalia Wu is handing out essential oil patches, while Taipei Representative Gao Jiayu is turning heads with a paper phone stand. Teaching how to fold it also gives Gao the opportunity to connect with voters. For her re-election campaign, legislator Gao Jiayu is giving out trinkets that require a bit of special instruction. From a piece of cardstock, she personally teaches how to fold it into a cell phone stand. When I bring it out, people are always curious. I can also use teaching how to make it as a chance to interact more with voters. Everyone likes it. A lot of people will even call me to give them a refresher. As campaigning heats up, candidates are giving away all sorts of small gifts. More than practical, giveaways provide candidates with a chance to win voter support through personal interactions. Also seeking re-election, legislator Rosalia Wu is giving away essential oil patches. Naturally, she helps voters put them on. The ladies at the market and our other neighbors are all clamoring for these patches. If you need any, come find Rosalia Wu, and she will even help you apply them. Tissues and face masks are standard fare, as are fans. All except for this one. 
After taking it out of a tiny bag, the fan folds out to use. Apart from voter giveaways, some candidates are also thinking up creative appreciation gifts for their fundraisers. Candidate Wu Pei-e created temporary tattoos featuring her beloved cat to raise awareness for pet issues and tattoo culture. Turning now to the latest picture of national identity in Taiwan. In a new poll, 30% of respondents saw themselves as Taiwanese only. Another 24.6% saw themselves as ROC citizens only. Another 36.7% saw themselves as both. And 6% considered themselves exclusively Chinese. The survey was conducted over the phone between November 20th and 22nd. It was commissioned by the World United Formosans for Independence and the Taiwan National Institute Security Institute. The survey also found a shift in public opinion regarding the status quo. In the same poll conducted last year, 42% of respondents who wanted to keep the status quo but favored independence. This year, that figure decreased by 6.2 percentage points. Meanwhile, there was a small 2.2 point increase in those who support the status quo but favor unification. Speaking on the results, the Taiwan State Building Party said that Chinese pressure may be pushing the Taiwanese public toward a more conservative stance. TSMC may cut prices by 2% on mature processes starting next year. Other Taiwan foundries could reduce prices by up to 20%. The price cut rumors come as China ramps up its chip production capacity with 32 new fabs to launch by next year. The fabs, once operational, could undercut the market with lower prices. According to industry reports, Taiwan chipmakers are acting now to secure clients in advance. TSMC has the most advanced processes on the market in products ranging from satellite chips to biochips. Reports suggest that starting next year, it may offer a 2% discount on some of its mature processes. The drop in TSMC shares is due to several factors. The first is the possibility of a price reduction for mature processes next year that may have caused the slight reaction today. TSMC has yet to comment on the price cut rumors, but its stock opened down on Monday amid China's aggressive semiconductor push. China has 44 chip plants and plans to launch 32 more by the end of next year, all targeting mature processes. Once the new plants are operational, chip supply is expected to explode, leading to price wars. According to sources, Taiwan chip makers like TSMC, UMC, Advanced Micro Devices and PSMC are under pressure to cut prices now to secure clients in advance. We think that the majority of these requests for lower prices come from IC designers and system companies. They are pushing for lower prices from chip foundries to relieve some of the profit pressures they are facing. With a commercial threat on the rise, Taiwan manufacturers are lowering prices now, aiming to retain clients before Chinese chips flood the market. The Asian Baseball Championship will kick off next Sunday at Taipei Dome, attracting big crowds and major retail businesses. Due to the business opportunity they bring, stadiums like Taipei Dome have driven up property prices in their neighborhoods. Of the six major stadiums in Taiwan, Shinzu County Stadium has given the biggest price boost, an 80% increase in five years. Shinzu在这五年来说呢，呃，不管是机能啦，或者是工作机会是。
Over the past five years in Shinju, both the livability and job opportunities have been improving. This has driven development in the local property market. Recreational facilities and major infrastructure like this are big pluses for livability. Crowds bring cash, so business opportunities from events and corporate investments are expected to increase. Of course, many businesses will then set up shop in the surrounding commercial area to do business. The second highest price boost was achieved by Kaohsiung Arena, which brought the market up by 41.7%. As for Taipei Dome, it ranks fourth out of six, having brought prices 15% higher. A group of cancer survivors have celebrated their recovery with a round-the-island bike ride. The 51 cyclists made the impressive 1,100-kilometer ride over 10 days. Their aim was to promote exercise as a way to recover from the impacts of cancer and chemotherapy. One cyclist also donated her long hair, grown over four years, to charity, with a wish that another cancer patient will make a full recovery like she has. One by one, the successful cyclists mark their return. This cyclist lifts her bike in triumph. And this cyclist vowed to donate the jet black hair she's been growing for four years to mark the completion of her wish. The snip of the scissors symbolizes her successful recovery from cancer. She wants her recovery to influence life with life. When my chemotherapy ended, I started growing my hair. When I look at my hair, it feels like I've been reborn. So I made a wish that they can finish their cancer therapy successfully. Cancer has been a common struggle for all these cyclists. 51 people from all over Taiwan set out from Taipei on a 10-day, 1,100-kilometer round-the-island ride. They rode come rain or shine, braving long days, long distances, and steep climbs aplenty. The organizer of the event hopes the ride will encourage more cancer survivors to widen their horizons and beat cancer back with physical exercise. For cancer survivors, movement is life. That's my guiding principle. Beat cancer with exercise. Keep it at bay. The end of the race is the start of a whole new chapter for these cyclists who are courageously turning over a new leaf after cancer. The Economics Ministry held its 2023 Taiwan Business Alliance Conference on Monday. President Tsai Ing-wen attended the investment forum and presented appreciation awards to investors from the U.S., EU and Japan. She noted that many large multinationals were expanding their Taiwan presence, proof of Taiwan's reliability as a business partner. These world-leading companies have chosen Taiwan to expand their projects. It's testament to Taiwan's reputation as a reliable and secure partner in the semiconductor supply chain. Without a doubt, Taiwan has many strengths and advantages that make it, make it an attractive place for doing business. The global geopolitical landscape is rapidly changing and the Taiwan Strait has become a focus of global attention. My ministry will also continue to collaborate with the industry to maintain Taiwan's critical position in the global supply chain. Over the past few years, companies like ASML, LAM Research, and Merck have opened new facilities in Taiwan. 
Just this month, Japanese companies committed to investing 10 billion NT. Tsai said that global business confidence in Taiwan was growing and that the government was working to make Taiwan an even more favorable investment destination. And now for an exclusive with the 35th Miss Asia USA, Tiffany Chang, the 20-year-old Taiwanese-American won the crown and four other awards in California this month. In a video call with FTV, she spoke about her roots and her mission to bring greater global awareness to Taiwan. Miss Asia USA 2024 is Tiffany Chang Taiwan! Outshining a competitor representing China, Taiwan's Tiffany Chang won the title of Miss Asia USA. The 20-year-old Stanford student entered the pageant to promote Taiwan as an independent country. Born and raised in the U.S., Chang says a love for Taiwan runs in her family. I spent all my afternoons every single day with my ama, um, and then my father always like expressed his love for Taiwan. I didn't really resonate uh, with that deeply until my involvement with Miss Taiwanese American. During our training, we learned a lot about you know our history and culture. In 2022, Chang was crowned Miss Taiwanese America. After learning more about Taiwan's history and culture, she became more vocal in her support of the country and began participating in Taiwan-U.S. events. Earlier this year, Chang attended a banquet for Vice President Lai Qingde in San Francisco. She even snapped a photo of herself with Lai and his now running mate Xiaobi Kim. Chang says Xiao is dedicated and approachable. I had also previously um, met um, Ambassador Xiao in Northern California. Early October, I attended the FAPA conference, and um, when I was there, she recognized me and even said, oh, like, we meet again, um, which highlighted our connection. Ambassador Xiao's, um, like, dedication and also, like, her accomplishments has always served sort of, like, an inspiration for me. She takes on this sort of, like, new role as um, the VP candidate, I want to also extend my heartfelt uh, wishes. Chang says Xiao's contributions to Taiwan have inspired her to push forward. As a Taiwanese-American, Chang says she's aware of the struggles that Taiwan faces internationally. The situation at hand is difficult to deal with. It's, it's important for us to use our platform to continue to speak up about um, bringing awareness to Taiwan. The 20-year-old says she's devoted to Taiwan and hopes to continue to show support in her own unique way. China has seen a sharp rise in respiratory infections affecting children for five consecutive weeks, and hospitals there are struggling to keep up. The U.S.'s ambassador to Japan took to social media over the weekend to comment about the outbreak, urging China to be transparent to avoid another global pandemic. Meanwhile, Taiwan's CDC has stepped up measures at the country's ports of entry. Hospitals in China are being inundated with children suffering pneumonia-like conditions. A surge in cases has left hospital waiting rooms so crowded that children are forced to sit on the floor and parents are gripped by fear. U.S. Ambassador to Japan Rahm Emanuel took to social media platform X and called on China to work with the international community and to share information on the outbreak in a timely manner, saying that doing so was crucial to saving lives. 
The Taiwan CDC has already instructed the country's international airports and seaports to raise the alert level. Signboards at quarantine stations are displaying notices for arrivals from China, Hong Kong and Macau, reminding them to monitor their health conditions. The CDC fears that the wave of infections in China could lead to a new global pandemic. The outbreak of respiratory tract infections in northern China has seen cases rise for five consecutive weeks now, with case numbers higher than in the same period over the past three years. So far, the outbreak has mainly affected children and has involved six main virus types including mycoplasma, RSV, adenovirus, influenza and COVID-19. Taiwanese who travel to China are being reminded to get vaccinated against COVID-19 and the flu. It definitely helps. After the damage caused by the flu, there will be some miscellaneous bacteria in the respiratory tract. If another infection occurs, it will be an infection of two or three types of bacteria or viruses at the same time. As there are few vaccines left, you may want to get vaccinated as soon as possible. Those who seek medical treatment for flu-like conditions are asked to inform their physician of their travel history. If traveling to China, people are advised to wash their hands frequently and wear a mask. An older resident of Ilan has revitalized her community with a sewing school. Huang Xierong Feng was going through a rough patch some years ago after experiencing kidney disease. But she happened to get close to the leader of the town council who encouraged her to start teaching sewing. Now the class helps many older and younger people build up their confidence, express their creativity and find new outlets for their imagination. To date, they've made more than 2,000 bags, the proceeds of which go to charity. And the eco-friendly bags are even made of upcycled clothing. Sewing students press down the pedals and the fabric inches up the table. Each stitch is giving the utmost care. Each one of them is making an eco-friendly bag. All of these items were made by older members of Hanmin community. And the pillar of the project is Huang Xie Rong Feng. I didn't feel well, so I went for a walk and I bumped into the former head of the township, Lin Zimiao. She's now the county commissioner, and I met the secretary general, and they were very solicitous. I had had my kidney taken out and I didn't have any energy. But Huang Xie took her destiny into her own hands with the help of her friend in politics. I really want to thank our county commissioner. You know, I'm in such good health now, and she is the one who has always encouraged me and taken care of me. Without her encouragement, I wouldn't be here today. I'm grateful to my sister for teaching everyone, young and old, always guiding her students. The county government wants older people to be able to live healthy, exciting, happy lives. That's our goal. Members of the class took part in a fashion show to show off their beautiful creations. The Hanmin Community Sewing School didn't just help Huang Xie, it also helped many other older people to center themselves again. We're using local assets, like all the sewing machines we have, to enable older people to regain their old confidence. And these things are familiar to them. They make patchwork eco-friendly bags, and they can rival Louis Vuitton. The students use recycled clothes in their projects and auction or sell their creations for charity, donating the proceeds to social welfare foundations. 
Huang Xie and her team of volunteers are using their hands and their creativity to do the heart's work. At the intersection of Songzhen and Ximen roads in Tainan is a noticeably dilapidated structure. The facade concealing it was recently removed, drawing attention to its history. Built during the Japanese era, the building used to house the famous restaurant Zui Shinge. For a while, the Tainan Chamber of Commerce leased it to a watch retailer, but now that the store is gone, some are calling for its renovation. A derelict building at the busy intersection of Zhongzheng and Ximen roads maintains the hallmarks of classic architecture and even some of its original paint. It clearly has a story, which some are urging to be told. Many places like Baomei Lo and the Hayashi department store have been restored. Since we hold another valuable piece of our heritage, I think it should be preserved for future generations. It looks a bit decrepit now. The Cultural Affairs Bureau should help investigate how to restore it. Owned by the Tainan Chamber of Commerce, the Japanese-era building originally housed the famous restaurant Zuixianke. For a while, it was rented out to a watch retailer, which ended its lease this year. The facade has now been removed, revealing its original appearance. We will negotiate with the Chamber of Commerce, then work to preserve this important historical site for the city throughout its reconstruction. Zuixianke has moved a few times in its history. It stayed at its original location until 1932, serving as a gathering place for Tainan's social and political elite. It was also popular for serving local cuisine. Restaurants like this used to be high-crust establishments where the elite, businessmen and officials would gather and spend money. All photographs show how Zuixianke used to look. The Bureau had considered restoring it before, but never had the chance. Now that the structure has been unveiled, it hopes to seize the opportunity to restore it to its original splendor.